Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. So, you're torn between buying a home short-term or renting short-term. Let me break down the options to help you decide what is best for you and your situation. So let's just say your time frame is three years. Your job or your schooling is bringing you out of state and you're desperately trying to figure out what option is best for you and of course, worth the money. Do you buy a home in hopes for appreciation over the next three years? Or do you bite your tongue and pay someone else's mortgage for the next three years? In this video, I'm gonna break down the cost of both as well as introduce some factors that must be taken into consideration in your decision. Let's first take a look at how much it would cost to purchase a home. Let's say the average home price in most areas is 200,000. Just for the sake of this example though, I know the US average home price is around 320,000, but just for this example, you put down as little as you can on the home, which would be at 3.5%. Yes, there are programs that allow you to put 0% down using the USDA programs, but that's only in eligible areas. So I'll base this on a 3.5% conventional mortgage. 3.5% down on a $200,000 home is $7,000. Let's take a look at closing costs though, which consist of origination fees, appraisal fees, title searches, insurance, surveys, taxes, recording fees, credit report charges, property taxes, and homeowner's insurance. All of that can run three to 5% of the loan amount. In this example, I'll calculate the middle of the road and that's 4%. The loan amount would be 193,000 since you're putting 3.5% down, which is 7,000. So 4% of 193,000 is $7,720. Other expenses are prepaid costs and other cash reserves that average from 2,500 to 5,000. In this example, I'll do the average 3750. You add all these totals together, the 7,000, the 7,720, and the 3,750, and that total is $18,470. Keep in mind that these numbers fluctuate depending on your situation and the location that you're living. These numbers are based solely on averages. Keep in mind that when you're renting, you don't need to come up with these funds. Typically, landlords will charge you two months rent up front, and that consists of the security deposit as well. Some landlords will also charge you a monthly fee for pets as they are putting the home at risk of more wear and tear due to an animal living in the residence. Some landlords will also make you pay for gas, water, and electrical, the typical utilities, and some won't. The average gas bill in the US is $72.10, the average water bill is $70.39, and the average electric payment is $110.76. Adding these totals all together brings us to $253.25 a month on utilities. If your landlord covers those costs without upcharging your rent, that is definitely a money saver for you to say the least. A lot of people, when they think of buying a home short term instead of renting, forget about the cost to sell the home. 90 plus percent of homeowners use a realtor to sell their home. If that is the case, you will have to pay 6% commissions to the selling agent and the listing agent, it's 3% a piece. If you sell this home for 220,000, let's just say in the three years it appreciates 20,000, 6% commission takes $13,200 out of your profits already. 
That doesn't include transfer taxes, title and escrow charges, admin fees, wire fees, or any homeowners association fees you need to pay off before closing on the home, if they're applicable, of course. And of course, your mortgage payoff, which consists of your mortgage's remaining balance after paying monthly for the last three years. Homeownership is an amazing accomplishment in life, but sometimes the numbers just don't make sense. And I know what you're thinking, Andrew, you're a realtor, you should want people to buy homes. And you're right. I love helping people find their perfect home to settle down in, but there's always a time and place for renting. If you're someone who is always on the move, renting is a way easier option. But if you're wanting to settle down and maybe build some roots in a desired location, building equity in your home is a great decision for you as well. The median rent price in the US is a little over $800 a month, but I know what you're thinking, where in the world am I gonna find a rental for under $1,000 a month? And actually, you can in a lot of places. But in this example, I'm going to base it off $1,000 a month. Let's say you find a home for rent that's $1,000 a month, but you pay utilities as well. So let's bring up that average utility amount that I calculated earlier for $253.25 a month. So you're paying $1,253.25 a month for the next 36 months or three years. That totals $45,117. This will not account for any personal agreement you have between the landlord to cover the expense of maintenance or big ticket items. A lot of landlords will actually ask you to cover the first couple hundred dollars for the service call or inspection on these items, but do yourself a favor and find a home that has good standing appliances and systems so you don't find yourself having to pay portions of repair on whatever dies on you. So let's, let's take a jump back and break down the expenses for purchasing a home. Let's say you locked in an interest rate of 4% on a 30-year mortgage. Pretty typical. The num numerous mortgage calculators put these figures at $995 to $1,300 a month, which accounts for taxes and fees, home insurance, and mortgage payment, principal, and interest. Some calculators may be even incorporating PMI or private mortgage insurance, which is insurance you pay monthly until you reach 20% equity in your home. This will tack on another $30 to $70 a month, according to Freddie Mac, based on your down payment, loan term, and credit score. So let's say the monthly payment comes out to $1,150 a month, plus $50 of PMI, totaling $1,200 a month. This does not include utilities, so we'll add an average utility cost, like we mentioned before, $253.25 to that, which equals $1,400 over a little over $1,400. And you might be thinking, wow, $1,400 a month is going toward my equity, that is amazing. But in reality, your utilities and a portion of your mortgage payment isn't going towards your home's equity. Let's briefly touch on what an amortization schedule is. It's a table that breaks down each monthly payment based on your interest and principal. You may be paying $1,150 a month on your mortgage, but more than half of that is going towards interest and not the balance of your mortgage. Keep in mind, you are also responsible for any and all maintenance on your home as well as any DIY projects you want to take on throughout those three years to try and bring your home's value up and the sale price obviously at the end of those three years. Obviously a portion of your monthly payment is going toward equity and not into landlord's equity. With all this in mind, the question that comes, what is the better option for you? Well, let me touch on some factors to consider before making the decision. The main one is doing research on the area or areas you were looking to live and seeing if the real estate market is stable and has a great outlook for appreciation. 
Obviously, you're not a magical guru that can see into the future, but you can look at trends from past years and see if it's headed in the right direction. You can choose a home based solely on the resale value instead of the practicality to better set up yourself for selling. And one way to do that is by seeing what is selling quickly and at top dollar in the area. What are buyers loving in these homes? Can you afford to make a few changes to the home to cater to these potentially interested buyers? One of the biggest questions that people think about in this situation is, wouldn't it be better to buy a home even if you do break even on the sale instead of giving a landlord 45 plus thousand dollars over the course of three years and not getting any money back? Well, there are so many factors at play so that question isn't answered as easy as it should be. Are you in a rush to get in a home? Buying a home is a lengthy process from finding the home, hoping you don't get outbid, to when the offer is accepted and you have roughly 45 days before move-in. And that doesn't even include any occupancy if the owner requests it, and it's typically 30 to 60 days on top of that. Do you have the credit score and funds to put down on the home? If you don't, or you find yourself having the bare minimum of both, you might find yourself purchasing a home that needs a lot of work. If you have additional funds laying around or someone that can help you fix it up and sell it for more in three years, that would be a great investment property for you if the area is welcoming for a nicely redone home, of course, because some areas aren't, because they're just naturally a little run down. If you have the funds and credit score, you could purchase a move-in ready home that won't need a lot of work over the three years and hope the value has increased substantially in your favor. At the end of the day, it is your decision, but after listening to the figures and factors at play here, it's, obviously that, it's obvious that purchasing a home adds a fairly thick layer of stress, especially if you're on a deadline. You'd be taking a risk in buying a home for three years and betting on the real estate market that is always fluctuating to be perfect at the time you decide to sell. Risks are, what learning, are where learning experiences come from, and risks are also what make the rich richer. But if you don't want to deal with purchasing a home, try to live well below your means in a rental so you can save up some cash so you can throw it at a house in your desired location in three years down the road. If me personally, if I was able to find a house with good bones, great potential, and had the credit score and funds laying around to support it, I would buy a home and look at it solely as an investment property and focus on doing projects that would up the home's value. I have always been a person who loves the idea of flipping homes, so this would put me on this three-year deadline to get it done. If you want to just live your life and not care about these living situations and doing projects to up the value and just, just rent, it'll be a lot less stressful and you can try and negotiate better terms with the landlord to better suit your needs. Because not everything's set in stone. For example, I helped one of my clients get in touch with someone who is in the middle of remodeling their whole entire house and we were able to negotiate terms that would lower my client's monthly rent by offering handyman services to renovate those areas of the home for the landlord. So it's all about preference and negotiation in this situation. If you have any questions about the process, please feel free to reach out anytime. And if you're struggling to find a good way to save for a home, click the link in my description below to get your hands on my free home budget template to help you stay organized. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.